Hello and welcome to episode 64 of the Vegan Business Tribe podcast with myself, David Pennell, the co-founder of Vegan Business Tribe. And if you have a vegan business or you're just thinking about starting one, then Vegan Business Tribe is here to support you and to inspire you, not just to build a vegan business, but to build a successful vegan business. And before we start, just a quick catch up on what's been happening over at Vegan Business Tribe as we're fast approaching, can you believe, our two-year birthday. And when I tell people that we've been going for two years, I get one of two reactions. Either, gosh, can you believe it's been that long? Or wow, I thought you guys had just been around forever. And as we've now got hundreds of members, we're having a little bit of a shake-up with our regular events. So, we're now adding in a new evening networking meetup for our members, meaning that we'll now have three networking events every single month. And that evening slot, that's been one that we've been asked for a lot, especially because it gives our US and our Australian and New Zealand members just another good time slot. But also it gives our European members who might have a day job or have got other commitments in the daytime an opportunity to join us on the networking meetups. And to tie in with this, we're also going to be adding in another time slot for Lisa's Make It Happen Goal Setting and Accountability Workshop. And we do that on the first Monday of every month. So we'll be running a morning group as well as the afternoon group, which again, it just means that people who have joined us in those different time zones will have more of a chance to come along, set their goals for a month, and then be held accountable by the rest of our members. And if you haven't been part of a goal setting account accountability group before, then do get down to Lisa's monthly workshop because it genuinely makes a massive difference when you just share your goals with a group of people and then have that group holding you accountable month to month to hit them. And then finally, during March, we're trying out a new format for our vegan business clinics, and I'd love to invite you to come and help us test it out. In our business clinics, we come together in a small group round table to support each other and just talk about any issues or problems that we've got in our businesses. And these sessions have proven to be one of our most popular events. And we've tried, we tried doubling the number of clinics that we're running. And then we've doubled them again. But we're at the point where we could just spend all our time doing nothing but holding business clinics. And we've still got a month and a half's waiting list to join them. So instead of being limited to just four members at a time, we're trialing doing them in a large group format, using breakout rooms instead, just to, you know, keep that intimate feel of the sessions. But this also means that if you've got a problem in your business that you want to talk about, you'll be able to jump on a clinic at a short notice instead of having to sign up and then wait a month and a half to get a place. So if you are a fan of our business clinics, then you can really help me out by being part of our test group in March on this new format and just giving us your feedback. To be part of that, just head to the website, go to the event section, and that's where you'll be able to book yourself on. Now, 
All these events are included in our monthly membership to Vegan Business Tribe. And it's not expensive. It's about the same cost as signing up to Netflix. And every one of you who signs up to the site, you don't just get access to amazing support for your vegan business and access to an equally amazing community of other vegan business owners, but you're also helping us carry out our mission. Your membership means that we can keep putting out this podcast every week and keep creating the free content that we make to help vegan businesses and also do all the work that Lisa and I do in championing the vegan business scene around the world. So, as always, if you haven't signed up as a member yet, head over to the website, click on the big join button on the homepage. You can't miss it. And you'll find out how you can support us on our mission to skill up the vegan business scene and everything that you get in return. All for less than you would spend a month if you bought a cup of coffee a week from your local coffee shop. And we can't say fairer than that. Okay, so let's get started. And I was just talking about our business clinics where our members can bring a problem that they have in their business. And I tell you, our business clinics, they are an endless source of topics for this podcast. Because one of the questions we had this week, it was how to convince a customer to pay more for an ethical vegan product. And if you make purposely ethical products yourself, you know that often means not just using the same mass market ingredients that everybody else uses. You'll know it's about sourcing suppliers whose ethics and approach to business match your own, where they're doing as little harm as possible to the world. And in many cases, they're actually looking to do good. And often these things cost more. Plastic packaging, it's cheap and it is effective, but it stays around forever. You will be outlived by your toothbrush. And if you want more ethical and sustainable packaging, then it's going to cost you more. If you want to be sure that the oil that you use in your products isn't attributing to deforestation somewhere in the world, then there's a chance you're going to be paying more for that ethical alternative. And it's not just products. You might have a service-based business, but making sure that you're offsetting the climate impact of your business and finding time to also support good causes and ethical practices, that all takes money out of your profits and time out of your working day. And these are extra costs that your competition just might not have. If they just pay for the cheapest wholesale ingredients and they don't care about where these products have come from, then either their retail price is going to be lower than yours or their profits are going to be higher. Either way, if you simply try to compete on price, then you've just got no chance. You've got to demonstrate why your products cost more. Now, if you're the only person making your product, or if you're providing the only product that solves a customer's problem, then price is secondary. Because if I've got a problem that is really causing me an issue, then I'm weighing up how much I'm going to pay by how much I want that problem out of my life. But if you're in a market where there are lots of ways for a customer to solve that problem, you know, where there's a lot of competition, then price is a real motivator for which product that customer is going to pick up. But as consumers, 
we are constantly making ethical choices when we spend our money. Which products we buy and which companies we support, that all dictates where money flows in the world. So how do we convince a customer that it's worth spending that little bit extra to buy ethically from us? Well, first of all, let me tell you there is a market for every price point. A product is rarely too expensive. It's more likely that it's just been pitched at the wrong customer or you haven't effectively communicated the difference your customer will experience when your product solves their problem. And in the last episode, I mentioned that Apple's iPhone has continued to rise in price as more and more competitors entered the market with comparable products. Apple have never been worried about getting pulled in a race to the bottom. So we know that people will pay more for a product, even if there's a cheaper option out there. And before we get into the ethics of your product, that might be the mindset that you want to take. You might want to purposely position yourself as a premium brand, or you simply might want to market yourself just to those customers who want to spend more because to them, that means they're getting the best. Your ethical approach, that might just be one part of you bringing the best possible products to market for your highly discerning customer. However, If your mission is big enough, if the change that you are trying to make in the world with your business or your product is something that enough people believe in too, then getting people to join you on that mission, even if it costs more money, that should be your entire business strategy. Let me give you an example. Lisa and I, we voluntarily pay more than we have to for toilet roll. Okay, a toilet roll, it's probably the most throwaway product there is in the world. It is literally designed to be a waste product. And you can pick up toilet roll, oh gosh, for 40p a roll if you buy a hefty multipack. But Lisa and I, we recently moved over to buying our toilet roll from a company called Who Gives a Crap. And they sell their recycled toilet roll at up to a pound a roll. And why so expensive? Well, actually, a pound for a roll of paper isn't expensive. We're just used to supermarket prices. Who gives a crap make their toilet roll from 100% recycled paper? So it doesn't contribute to the 27,000 trees that are chopped down every single day just to make toilet paper. It's eco-friendly and it doesn't have any animal products in it. Yes, Many toilet rolls are not vegan, can you believe? They use gelatine in the glue that holds the sheets together. And because you buy direct from who gives a crap, they ensure that all their shipping and delivery is carbon neutral. Now, that's all good and well, but all that alone probably isn't enough to make most people switch their toilet roll brand. It's a nice ethos, and some even might say it's a nice gimmick. But what if I also told you that two and a half billion people in the world don't have access to a toilet? That basic minimal level of humanity that many of us just couldn't imagine living without, that's around a third of a world's population doesn't have it. And it's estimated that as many as 800 children a day 
die due to disease from lack of toilets and poor water sanitation. And what if I told you that you can do something about that by simply changing who you buy your toilet roll from? Because 50% of who gives a crap's profits, they go towards providing toilet facilities to those people in the world who don't have basic sanitation. Who gives a crap are a B Corp, meaning that they hold themselves to a higher scrutiny and transparency than a regular for-profit business. And to date, They've been able to donate over £5 million to providing toilet facilities and improving sanitation around the world. Or that's $10 Australian dollars because the business is originally based in Australia. And this is important, not just their mission, but from a business point of view. There are so many just huge problems in the world that all seem far too big for us to do anything about as individuals. But what Who Gives a Crap are allowing us to do as consumers is to tackle these problems collectively by just switching a single buying habit. Is Who Gives a Crap's product toilet roll? Or is it social and economic change? Which am I actually paying to buy? And yes, I have to admit that I'd never considered my environmental impact from buying toilet roll. But not only is the company helping me address that, but it's actually helping me to facilitate a bigger change in the world at the same time. If I put my money into buying a supermarket brand of toilet roll, well, yes, I can solve a problem of wiping my bum and it makes some people money. But If I put my money into buying from who gives a crap, yes, some people are still making a living and I've still got a solution to my TP problem, but I'm also supporting a bigger mission by doing nothing more than spending time in the toilet each day, which I already do. I've spoken in previous podcasts about this importance of having a mission. And the reason that mission-led businesses grow so fast is that anybody who believes in your mission is attracted to you. And then they go and tell others about it too. Lisa and I, we didn't find about who gives a crap from a TV advert or promotion. We found out by other people sharing their message on social media. And since then, we've told a whole bunch of people about this company. In fact, I'm telling hundreds of people right now on this podcast. And I guarantee that a lot of you listening to this have already Googled who gives a crap and you're flicking through their website right now. All at zero cost of advertising to them. Trust me, I'm not getting any kind of kickback here. But as ethical consumers... We're looking for companies to help us be more socially and environmentally conscious. But we're also lazy and we're also stressed and time poor. That's one of the reasons why the vegan marketplace is expanding so quickly. Many people see buying vegan products as a shortcut to being more environmentally sustainable, even though they don't identify as being vegan themselves. So if you provide an ethical product or a service, your product is not just the thing you're selling. Your product is also allowing somebody to act ethically without really making an effort themselves. And that's got value. Now, 
you still have to solve the customer's main problem and you have to solve it well. If I couldn't do the necessary with who gives a crap toilet paper, then believe me, I would not stay a customer. But if you can convince me about the extra impact that me buying your product creates, you know, the extra good in the world that I'm making happen simply by paying a little bit more to solve my problem, and then you're going to make me feel absolutely brilliant about it, then you've got a customer for life, even if you're a little bit more expensive. So this is the question that you need to ask yourself. If you're getting the feedback that your product is too expensive, then ask yourself if you're actually demonstrating why it costs more. Are you showing the customer what a difference it makes backing your product instead of a cheaper competitor? Are you showing that the products they're holding in their hand is actually only part of a thing that they're buying? Are you showing the story behind the product? And are you sharing that mission? Because you can't go to Who Gives a Crap's website without finding out very quickly what they are all about. You see the mission first and the product second. When you get your delivery, there's a message printed on every single flap of a box as you open it about what you're enabling them to do with your patronage. And there's a number of vegan companies that you'll have heard me name drop in the past. And we support them because we know that by spending our money with them, they're bringing about the change that we want to see in the world, even though we can still get similar products cheaper elsewhere. Viva La Vegan Clothing, founded by Jay Charlton. If you go to their social media, you're as likely to see photos of their delivery van picking up waste food and delivering it to their local animal sanctuaries as you are photographs of their clothes. Their clothing designs, they're all statement-based and they're designed to share the vegan message. So every time we see Viva La Vegan at a vegan fair, we'll try and buy something. We'll try and buy a new t-shirt or a hoodie, even though my local supermarket was selling t-shirts with vegan messages on during the January at a third of the cost. And we do that because we know that Viva La Vegan are working to bring about the change that we want to see in the world. And by allowing us to be their customer, they're letting us contribute to that. So you need to make sure that your mission and your ethics are front and centre. It's not enough just to have them as a bolt-on in the background because that makes you no different from the thousands of other companies who are all claiming green and ethical credentials. Go to the websites of the huge fossil fuel companies and you'd think you'd landed on the homepage of an environmental campaigning group. You need to be able to prove what you say and then communicate that to your customers through your social media, through the messages on your packaging, through your point of sale material, through your advertising and through everything that you do. And if you sell other people's ethical products, so maybe you've got an online store or a shop, then you need to be able to convey their message to your customers too. So maybe you stock somebody's candles because they're just the most ethically made, cruelty-free candles. And the founder has got an amazing story that set them on that ethical mission then it's not enough just to put those candles on your shelf and hope a customer will just get all that and be happy to pay more. 
You need to make a sign explaining the brand story and pin it up next to the product, just like you'll get staff recommendations at your local bookshop. And if you are supplying your ethical products to be sold in retail, then create that poster yourself or point of sale material, as we call it in the industry, explaining your story so that the store can use that to tell more people about you and your mission. Use it to show the customers where their money will be going and what a difference that will make in the world just by choosing your ethical product. And then it's worth spending that little bit more to do that. But no matter how big your mission and how big the change that you are making in the world, you're still running a business. So you're not simply asking for donations. You're delivering a product in return for that money. And the reality is, even if your product is going to cost more than your competition to allow you to deliver it in an ethical way, it still needs to be affordable for many people. One pound a toilet roll, that still made me wince when by nature, I've always been a bulk buyer of anything that could ever be considered an everyday essential. I'm the dad who embarrassed my kids when they were younger by picking up the whole carton of beans in the supermarket if they were on sale. So there are other ways to make your product more affordable. First, if price remains an issue, can you do anything to reduce the price of your product without actually reducing the profit that you make? So, can you find somebody who makes a product using some of the same ingredients that you do and club together to buy your ingredients in bulk, meaning you'll be able to get them cheaper? You could even create your own small buying group of independent companies so that you can place bigger orders for your ingredients, for your packaging, and even the consumables that your company uses, meaning that you can negotiate better prices for them. Another strategy to convince people to pay that little bit more for your product is to look at how to make it more affordable without actually reducing the price. Now, Returning to who gives a crap, as my example again, when I did a little bit more research, I found that their toilet rolls, they're actually double the length of a normal roll because one of their big costs is getting the product to you. So by making the toilet rolls bigger, they're able to give more value per unit. You get 400 sheets per roll rather than the paltry 160 that you might get from a supermarket brand. So actually, this is starting to not be as expensive as I first thought. Next, they also only sell in bulk. So if you buy a box of 48 rolls, that £1 a roll that comes down to 75 pence a roll. And now I'm starting to feel I'm actually getting a bargain. And remembering that they're also letting me reduce my environmental impact and they're putting 50% of the profit that they're making on that sale to me into sanitation projects at the same time. And how about I turn that order into a subscription? So they'll send me a new box full every 8, 12 or 16 weeks and they'll give me another £5 off as a special offer code if I sign up for that. So soon they're giving me all the tools I need to start rationalising the increasing cost, but they're also allowing me to exchange my commitment to them in return for more savings. And this is something that you see a lot of companies offering. If a one-off purchase doesn't work out as being economical, 
How about getting the customer to commit to a bigger purchase that brings the cost per unit or per kilogram or per litre or even per hour of your time to bring that down instead? Even if that means committing to buying your product over a longer time span through a subscription, breaking the amount down they're spending per month, but resulting in a larger ongoing spend over the year. You can look at setting up subscription services, pay-as-you-go deals, payment plans, bulk buys, lease hire, or even offering invoice financing if your product has a large enough ticket price. There is a lot of innovation around payments and business models that you can investigate to switch how people pay, to break down the costs. And many of those, they often result in your customers spending more with you in the long run. Okay, so let's wrap this one up with a bullet point rundown of how to convince people to pay that little bit more for your ethical product. One, sourcing ethical and sustainable ingredients or suppliers and packaging that can all cost more. That means that if you're simply trying to compete with your competitors on price, then you're always going to be at a disadvantage. To win that one, you've got to demonstrate why your products cost more, where that extra money is going. Two, remember, there is a market for every price point. A product is rarely too expensive. It's more likely that you're pitching it at the wrong customer or you haven't effectively communicated the difference your customer will experience when your product solves their problem. Three, as ethical consumers, we're looking for companies to help us be more socially and environmentally conscious. But we're also lazy, stressed and time poor. So if your company is doing all that on my behalf, then there's a good chance that I'll be happy to spend a little more for the privilege. Four, you need to put your ethics front and centre if that's why your products cost more. Embrace them. Make them your mission and your entire business and marketing strategy. Because when you do this, people will share your company for you. Five, you might want to find a way to reduce the cost of your product, but without reducing your profits or watering down your ethics. So, can you club together with other companies to buy your ingredients, your supplies, or even your packaging in bulk so that you can negotiate better prices? And point six, or can you make your product offering better value for money? So, for example, giving the customer the opportunity to buy in bulk to get a better cost per unit or to take out a subscription so that they're committing to spending more over the longer term for that shorter term saving. And don't forget all the different ways for people to buy that you can test out from pay as you go to invoice financing just to make it more affordable to that end consumer. And that is it. Okay, so remember, we're talking about this topic today because this was one of the questions that came up in our business clinic this week. And if you've got a question yourself that you've been puzzling over in your business, then don't think you're the first business to ever have had that problem. You don't need to reinvent the wheel. Many of the people before you will have solved the very same problem that you're wrestling with. People like who gives a crap. And you can go out there, you can find them, you can study them and learn how they did it. 
So, one last thing before we finish, and this is where you can now help me out. So, if your platform allows you to do this, I would love if you can give this podcast a like, a thumbs up, or a five-star rating, even just a subscribe if that's all your platform allows you to do. Because this is a massive help in getting us in front of new people. And if you're listening on iTunes especially, then you can even leave us a written five-star review. And if you do that, I will love you forever. We can never have too many written reviews. Now, secondly, if you know somebody else with a vegan business, I would be so grateful if you can send them a link to this podcast. And if you're not sure how to do that from within your podcast app, then you can send them a link to the podcast page on the Vegan Business Tribe website. We are really starting to see the difference that we're making with Vegan Business Tribe. We know this because of the amazing messages that we're getting back from our members about the success they're getting from being part of a community or just from taking on all this advice and support. And the more vegan businesses that we can help become successful, that's the more animal products which are just knocked off the shelf and the quicker we're going to move towards this vegan world that I still think is only one generation away. So if you can help us share our message and if you're not a member yet and you want to come join us on our mission, then go take a look at veganbusinesstribe.com and hopefully we'll be talking about your vegan business too. Thank you so much for joining us. Lisa and I, we appreciate more than you will ever know that you keep giving up your time to listen to us every week. And I will see you on the next one.